now, this episode of Flight Risk brought to you by our lovely sponsors at... What are you doing, Hillary? Hi, Kesh. I am painting a poster for the show. What show? Our show. The one in which I, Hillary, am the dashing Alina teacher, guiding and caring for our troop as we make our way across the stars. <laughs> and I am the wise and aged Trendoshan, lending my strength and wisdom. Aged is more dignified, but yes. And Skip is our youthful Kalerin seeker coming into their own as we journey through the galaxy in search of kyber crystals. And Koba? Koba is our morally gray figure. He has connections to the underworld. He's a dog who's seen things. And what do you call this show? The Heroes of the Hydean Way. We're not on the Hydean Way. We could be. Someday. You can find our many adventures at thehydeanway.com. Hey, flight fans. GM as always, Dwayne here. My pronouns are he and him. This episode of Flight Risk stars... Let's buckle up. It's time for another Flight Risk episode. Welcome back, everybody, to a fun Flight Risk episode. We're continuing our guest star group B stories this week. As always, I am your GM, Dwayne. We are bringing back one of our favorite characters, the straight lace, the straight man that is Grieve Andola. We have Matthias. Matthias, how you been, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's awesome to be back here. Uh, you know, flying amongst the stars. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing great, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you could fit us into the schedule. I know the world is a crazy place right now, and playing games is, is. is my release. So it's good to have my friends back. Hey, awesome, awesome. So joining us, uh, Matthias, is this 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 lady I know. I hope you guys this chemistry works. <laughs> I know you. It, it, you know, it's hard meeting new people, but. I've never um, heard of her. I know she could be. I, we've all heard the stories, but <laughs> joining us is one of my favorite people in all of the whole world is Tess. Aww. Tess, how are you? I am really well. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be on Flight Risk <laughs> because we have talked about this for so long. Yeah, you, and here I am. I do exist. You, do you want to know a... This is... A, a flight risk, like, spoiler wiki fact thing about Tessa's connection to flight risk. That the name of the show is from Tess. It is. You came up with a name for the show. I couldn't come up with it. I was throwing out ideas, and you gave, you suggested flight risk, and boom, that is why who we are. The whole flight risk thing <laughs> is because of Tess, just like that. And it took us two years to get her on the show. <laughs> I feel like I knew that, but totally forgot because, yeah. Gosh, That's this wild. guy, hey? Who, who even is he? 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For those who so, don't know, I I'm you know I am the unknown wife of player Matthias. Nobody <laughs> really knows who I am. Matthias is like this big hotshot in the podcasting industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the word unknown is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> uh, Alright, we know Matthias is playing Grieve. Tess, who are you playing tonight? So I am playing a character. They are a Tigrita. Their name is Obana K. And Obana is uh, non-binary, uses they, them pronouns. Um, and yeah, what what else do you want to know? Do you want me to like give the whole spiel? Um, no, you can give the whole spiel when we get when we when we see the characters, you know, in the virtual screen in the screen in a moment. All right, so, all right. Yeah. Hunter and mercenary Grievandola has been alerted to the possible experimentation and abuse of the native native species of the planet Merker. With the assistance of the Tegruta guide, Obana K. The pair have infiltrated a Sith science facility and are currently evading a security unit. So, as our camera starts to zoom in on the security unit, I'm going to ask the two of you. Usually on Fly Risk, we have player character questions, but I'm doing away with that at the end of Volume 1 because coming up with, you know, a hundred different questions almost drove me insane. So, for what we're doing this time is I want each of you to tell me, we'll start with Matthias since he's been here before, and give Tess more time to think. What was the craziest moment of this adventure that we didn't get to see? How did you guys either meet? How did you guys get into this facility? What what happened that is going to be something that Grieve talks about for a while? I think, okay, so I think uh, one of the moments of note in this was um, because I had been, like, hinted at or, or, you know, given that information, Grieve had been given that information about this whole racket that's going on. When he's on the planet, he, uh, uh, Grieve was scouting around and, um, found traps, traps that were left out by this organization, you know, animal traps. Mm -hmm. And while investigating, he was attacked by Obana. Oh, okay. Because they mistook her, mistook him, should I say, um, as one of the poachers. Oh. See, I love that. Like, see, that's like a mute, a meat cute on a rom-com. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Same uh, question for you, Tess. After this, uh, this meeting and this confrontation, when you guys thought you were on different sides, but you joined forces, what was the next thing? Mm-hmm. How did you guys either get into the facility or what other wacky shenanigans did the two of you get into? I think the wildest thing that um, that happened would have been uh, for for Obana is Obana was um, so I think that Obana was scouting ahead um, and uh, something startled Obana and they act accidentally like kind of in their in their like flailing of this this thing that startled them uh mm-hmm. they accidentally motioned for uh for grieve to to move forward <laughs> <laughs> okay and definitely almost blew their cover and um and i think that grieve just like charged forward and very narrowly uh uh dodged a few attacks that um, that Obana definitely did not intend 
to happen because they knew that it wasn't time for, for grief to come forward to like, you know, join, join them up at the front. But, uh, yeah, they, they made that mistake because, uh, uh, a little something that we won't quite reveal yet. Um, it kind of popped out of nowhere and startled them. See, no, so. you got this. They they stumbled into like some murker spider webs or something. This is a rom com. I'm digging the energy we have for this episode. I, it's a very like it. yeah. It's a very dysfunctional partnership here. It is like I can see Grieve running up, ready gun blazing. Almost like our marriage. <laughs> exactly. Wait, we're married. Goodness. What? What? <laughs> Alrighty. Before we get our camera to zoom all the way into the facility to see what kind of you know happenstance your character's in, we need to do our force and destiny dice roll. I don't know what the official name is. I've only been first, playing this game for two years. First, I'd so, like to say I think you'd have to buy Grieve a drink first before you marry him. <laughs> <laughs> only one drink? That's all it takes. Goodness. No, that's just gotta get something gotta get started first. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Nice. Well done. Watch me screw this side. Up. Points. Yeah, I screwed ah, it up. Grease. All right, then I'll roll as the GM. Ooh. <laughs> we, oh. But you know what? It's balanced. Too light and too the dark. The force That's is balanced. Balanced. Is. But but uh, listeners, you guys know that flight risk is part of Donate for Destiny. It's a coalition of Star Wars shows started by Coruscant Knights. There's Starbirds. There's a bunch of other shows that are involved in this thing. We're raising money for a children's charity to help kids that are in hospitals, give them a more comfortable stay with like video games, books, comics, things like that to make them more comfortable. So we're raising money. So our listeners can donate to affect the dice pool for our players. Uh, $4 <laughs> gets to add one pip of a color of their chosen, their choosing or $10. You get to control the entire dice pool to oh, no. one color. So. Wow. Yes. Also, what I've been a part of twice is that if someone actually donates $20, it becomes a double light or double dark situation where you get double upgrades on everything and it becomes a pretty ah, crazy game. Ooh. Wow. But, but for this game, for the players, luckily, I have to flip my two dark side to light side points <gasps> because, <Yay>! because Ben Yandel <laughs> from Heroes of the Hydean Way had made a donation. And he wants oh, to wish yeah, the two ben? of you guys. Yeah, he wants to wish the two of you, you know, <laughs> luck on your adventure and hopefully everything goes <laughs> well for your characters. Ben. So you guys have all four light sides. Ben, ben you slide I on. love you. Also, for those who don't know, I was once a host on Ben Yandel's uh, show Tales of the Hydean Way. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yep. and Ben is local to, to Matthias and I. So. Yep. It's, all, it's all connected. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. All, Every, all, all Star Wars happens in Canada. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it makes me want to go up there. You know? hmm. It's like a force virgins Please. or something up there. Yeah, what it is. yeah exactly. Please we'll make the pilgrimage. You. It'll be a delightful time. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So you guys have four light side points. So remember light side points for those you who haven't played in a while or just listening right now. You could upgrade your roles and they're also narrative type things where if you're like, like, you know, I really need a window to be there or I need a crate mm -hmm. to hide behind, you flip that and you can, it magically appears as part of the story. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we have our dice, we can actually get into the action. We have Grieve and Obana. They are sneaking through a Sith research facility. As our camera turns the corner, we see the two of them creeping slowly towards us. Uh, Matthias, what does Grieve look like? We haven't seen him in over a year. How does he look like now? Oh, yeah. So, uh, grieve. Well, um, 
if it wasn't said earlier, or, you know, for the listeners who maybe didn't listen to um, Grieve's, you know, last arc. Shame um, on them. <laughs> Grieve <laughs> is uh, Duros, or a Duros. Uh, so he's, you know, he's got the elongated head somewhat. Um, and, you know, deep blue skin, uh, hairless, of course, and, and um, crimson crimson eyes like the lenses the irises everything is you know, crimson right um grieve some might call it curmudgeonly uh but in the 18 months since we've last seen him uh he's certainly changed he's actually changed quite a bit especially um having uh you know had some adventures and done some good deeds uh so now grieve is well he's normally been like uh, mostly in like outdoorsmen, so very practical. But since now owning, in quotation marks, a ship and doing um, other kinds of jobs, um, he's kind of taken a little bit more to the spacefaring aspect of things. And so the, um, so I wouldn't say he dresses like fancy, but his clothes are much like, much less ragged. Um, like they're a little bit more practical for being on a ship. So you kind of got like your classic sort of like, um, uh not a vest i would say he's got like a short like uh nicely cut bomber jacket like um definitely like heavier pants that are good for you know um just kind of everyday work um short boots uh nice belt uh wrapped around his waist with his uh gun strapped to his side uh and to kind of you know add a little extra flair other than this fairly plain outfit um he's got it's got a bit of a cape going on nice. um, i'm gonna say it's like a it's like a deep gray on the outside um and i'm gonna say it's actually kind of like um an orange on the inside Is that cape now in my head, in flight risk canon, Lando Calrissian steals the cape idea from Grieve. <laughs> I, mean, I wish. I wish. <laughs> All right. And our other character, what do they look like? So Obana is um, actually fairly tall for a Tegruta. They are uh, five foot six-ish. They're quite lean. Um, obviously no hair. They've got forehead tails. The interesting thing is, well... Um, their head tails are are such dark purple like there's so many dark purple stripes that it, mm. it almost appears as though they have light stripes because there's so many of them versus oh. you know the the white on versus like the the purple on like a mostly wow. white uh stripes uh their their skin color is uh like a light orange almost almost creamsicle they've got a lot of intricate white tattoos like most uh like most Tegruta do um and they're wearing mostly form fitting uh clothes um they're wearing these fantastic tall boots uh very stylish um slightly uh slight slight heel on them uh good for kicking <laughs> and cool. uh and they have like a little bit of a cloak but it's like a shoulder cloak all right so it's not a cape mm -hmm. at all um but yeah it like kind of buttons but it stops like mid back um mm. and uh and and it's all mostly like dark colors um and their eyes are a fairly piercing dark gray that um you know uh kind of 
kind of go with a lot of a lot of their darker uh darker features which just contrast so so well with the the you know creamsicle orange skin uh yeah and and that's that's them they've got a pretty sweet utility belt that they're wearing that has gotta be gotta be prepared yeah of course awesome okay that's a bummer as the two of you guys have worked your way pretty deep into this facility, there are roving security patrols moving about these floors. Uh, your information has told you that somewhere in the depth of this facility, there is some sort of experimenting, some sort of either gene manipulation or something heinous is happening to these creatures on this planet. And you've gotten pretty far. You've taken out a few of the security patrols. But now in this deeper area, the patrols have increased. So we're going to start with a stealth roll, or if you can argue a different type of roll, to see how well covered you are on this this last level of this facility. So you can either do individual stealth rolls, team stealth rolls, or if you have a different skill that you think might work, I'm always ears for that. Um, are you trained in stealth? Oh, no. Bon? No? Okay. Not even a little bit. Um, like but that's we fine. Were, I think we would be possible for us to combine but i don't think uh, if you don't need skills then that's fine no like um, i have a decent role but yeah same so um, um fearless gm i i have a little bit of a question because um there's uh something following us does it need to roll a stealth roll as well well since i'm not certain exactly what is following you and how big it is i would need to know what is following you guys <laughs> so I don't think that uh, Grieve has has quite noticed, but there is a relatively small, uh, like white with some orange spots, um, uh, feline type animal that happens to be skittering in and out and uh, and following us. And uh, Obana does not seem at all perturbed by this particular. Okay. Um, I will say that no, you don't have to do a role for the, the characters. The, does the animal have a name? Um, no. <laughs> no? Okay. no, you don't. You know, if you have a, like a, you know, it doesn't have this have a name. So the the character, um, I would say that it will give you um an extra blue dice since it's an extra set of eyes and ears. It can maybe alert you guys if something was coming. So it'll be an All extra. Right. A blue die for your guys' mm. roll. Um, you're okay. going to be rolling against uh, three purple dice against whatever you guys, I guess, whoever has the best uh, stealth can roll for you guys. That's the difficulty of the... Okay. Well, um, so we're both rolling or just... Uh, just. Uh, if you want to do a team, we could have that you'll get a... If, say, like Matthias is doing the roll, because he maybe he has the better skill, that you'll get the one blue die from right. the creature, and I'll give you another blue die for... Uh, Obana also helping you. So you add two blue to whatever you roll, or you can individually roll if you want to test it. So I, I have a high agility, should... but I have no skill points. Yeah, I have a high agility as well, but no skill points. I have you, three. I have a four. You have, you have four force dice that will upgrade your ability. If they're all green, they'll upgrade so one to a yellow. I actually <laughs> don't think we need to because I have something called pack instincts. So whenever okay. I perform the assist maneuver, I actually grant two blue die instead of one. So that would actually increase us to three blue die plus okay. the four uh, green um, that oh, uh, actually that you have. And uh, 
I will also state, um, while I don't have any skill points, I do have a talent called Stalker that gives me a boost die for stuff oh, coordination checks. Oh, dang. You guys got like five. <laughs> Four. Like four, four blue four, die. Four blue and four green yeah. against Heck yeah. three purple. I think you guys are in a pretty strong position with yeah. that. So flip. Three purple. So I got my four green. I got uh-huh. the one blue for my talent, three purple. And then how many more blue am I getting? One from the cat, the and, yeah, one from the cat and two from Obana. And then one, one from cat. your talent. Yep. So four total. Oh wow. If I if I roll if I mess this up, <laughs> that'll be, that'll be, sometimes the dice are fickle. You sometimes, think it's sometimes, on your side. <laughs> sometimes the force just wants you to die, just like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so I definitely biffed it. For those scoring at home, we got uh, one failure and three advantages. So it's not all bad. It just means that they have been alerted. Someone either you either trip the sensor or they know that someone is in the facility. So it's going to intensify the mm. searching for you. Uh, you do have three advantages. So what do you think that is? Are you guys finding somewhere to hide? Did you somehow yeah. work something out? Oh, three advantages is like pretty consequential. Nearby. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely think it's like, uh, yeah, there's something, there's something close by. Um, I'm just trying to think of some more detail, though, like uh, like some air ducts or something that we can like just slide into quick. Because right now there's no one necessarily like coming at you. They just yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they know there's someone around, so you know they're coming for you. You could you don't necessarily have to go like dive into a, an air vent right now. You could find oh, okay. an open door. Maybe you turn the corner and hey, there's the elevator you were looking for, or you know, there's a stairwell, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would rather an exit rather than just like a, a hole to hide in. Oh, fair sure. enough. So I would say like a stairwell would work, but we wouldn't necessarily know where that stairwell leads us. Mm-hmm. And that All way, right, the GM that. has plenty of opportunity to make things bad for us. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, you guys turn the corner. And maybe off down the hall, you guys had come from, you start to hear footsteps, maybe some voices of the calf, calf, anyone got some calf? Uh, hey, yo, hey, hey, you, hey, you slim, slim, w- was that you again? No? Well, uh, someone took the alarm over here. Is this one of those stupid droids again? Uh, for the love of spice, if it's another one of those drills or, or, or a false alarm, I swear, I swear, by the hair of my beloved Furbaka, someone's going to get it. Every day it's another dang alarm. Every day it's another drill. Uh, they don't pay us enough for this. And you guys turn and you see a stairwell at the end of the hall, and there are uh, some signs, like you, you find them in any building, and it says, pointing down, you see the... We'll say greenhouse, you see research lab, and then upwards you see the, what would it be? Kind of, what's the term for where you'd keep large animals? A pen. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. And we'll up, you see there is a holding pen one and two. So up okay. is holding pen one and two, down is greenhouse, and down is also research lab. Dwayne, do you think I could maybe, um, with one of those advan- advantages, uh, send my uh, little cat to um, kind of backtrack a little bit and uh, 
perhaps attempt to trick those uh, those guards into thinking that it was just this like random little cat who tripped the alarm. Okay, I'll ask. Um, what type of I don't I've never had animal companion connection type thing going on. Is this like you just mentally give it commands, or is this like a real? Is this a really smart cat? Yeah. So um, I think I might actually have to uh, commit um, one of my two force die because mm-hmm. Obana is force sensitive, mm-hmm. um, and they have a force rating of two, and so I think. I would have to do that to perform the mental bond action, which okay. while committed means that I can communicate with my bonded animal at a long range and see and hear through its senses. Okay. Sure. So, I will say that, that sounds good. You could, you could send the little kitty cat down the hallway towards the, uh, the large armed guards. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's got these like, um, almost like, uh, it's, it's ears are almost like a, a fennel fox's ears, but it's, oh, it's clearly a, a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, some might recognize the description of it being a loth cat or a loath cat. <laughs> um, so it kind of bounces excitedly, uh, around my, my ankles. Um, and then it kind of like hisses slightly at grieve since it doesn't really, um, <laughs> know, know him. Uh, and then it, um, yeah. it kind of disappears down the hall towards the guards. And, uh, we just hear from a distance, it's like, <laughs> little, little yeah. purr type thing. Okay, that's pretty adorable. I'd say, yeah, that the, the guards will definitely see the cat and kind of go, Wait, why is there a cat on the base? Base code says... We're not supposed to have any unsanctioned pets on the base. Hey, I had to rehome my Tuka fur baka. Hey, hey, cat. Oh, cat. And I think it, uh, you see the hairs on its back stand up. <laughs> Who on this base here owns a cat? Do you own a cat? Hey, hey, Slim, you, is this your cat? Does anyone remember who has a cat? Hey, who has this unsanctioned cat that... I, I think it tripped the alarm. Was this unsanctioned cat what tripped the alarm? Huh. Oh, okay. Wait. Is this one of the specimens? Should we be locking this up? Or... Or, or is this a pet? You know the rules about pet. Uh, huh. uh, well, uh, I, I don't see no color or no name dingle dangles on it. Hmm. Oh, hey, come here. Come here, little fella. Hey, you. Hey, hey there, little soldier of fur. Come here. Who's a good cat? Who's a good cat? Yeah, you's a good cat. Come I, here. I feel like I tell it to, like, uh, to, like, just run between their legs in the opposite direction, and it starts... Like it kind of darts under their legs and goes behind them, hisses a little bit more. It's almost the like it's yeah, almost <laughs> almost I feel like it's taunting them. Okay, so is it trying to lead them farther away? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I yeah. don't know if I have they, to roll for that. <laughs> um. Well, no. That to me, it's it's fairly logical that these guys, if there's an animal wandering around this animal research facility, they're going to either assume it's a a pet or b something that got loose. 
So they're going to try to make sure yeah. they focus on that. And, you know, it makes sense. This cat probably trips some sort of sensor or alarm. So, yeah, yeah you, you can hear them moving down the hall, trying to figure out if they should catch the thing or just kill it. Because, yeah. you know, if it's a specimen, they don't want to kill it. If it's someone's pet, yeah, they could probably get away with killing it because it's a pet. You know? Yeah. So, and I'm going to, yeah. because I can communicate with it at a long range, I think I tell it to like, just, you know, dart into some of the like vent ventilation and, uh, just kind of as, as soon disappear. as it's led them. Yeah. Just disappear. Okay. Sure. So it'll be in the, the ventilation. It'll take a, a little while for it to work its way through the, the vents back to you, but yeah, that's fine. The, yeah. The guards have been moving away. They're just kind of looking at the vent and they're trying to figure it out. Like, oh. well, oh, well, uh, we, we don't tell anyone. No one saw this, right? Right. Trying to decide what they should do. <laughs> but you guys have a, a stairwell decision. You're either going to go up towards uh, the pens or down towards the greenhouse and the <laughs> research facility. Um, you guys would both know that on this planet of Merkur, there are two specific animals that would probably be targeted for the experimentation. There would be the Vorn skiers. They're kind of like large dogs that are force sensitive they can like smell and hunt people by they basically hunt you by your connection to the force mm -hmm. and then there's also the isilamari which are kind of these little lizards that attach to trees and they give off a negative force bubble where the force doesn't work within about a it says 10 meters for us americans about 30 feet around them there's like a bubble of dead force area around them so the pen most likely will have vorn skier the greenhouse they probably move some trees and then there's probably have the isilamari because they can't really live off of their trees without mm. a lot of technology so those right. are the two kind of situations you're looking at so i think kind of nervously i like look at grieve and i'm like i don't i don't want to go down to those those guys mm -mm. let's vorn skier look uh we're here to stop all of this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's down there, but um, the job isn't just to save half the animals. Yeah, yeah, that's that's your job. Remember, though, uh, not mine. <laughs> I uh, I did not. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, I'm just I'm just helping out here. So I'll, jumping uh, me out. Down. So jumping me out in the woods when I'm. Uh, you know, disarming those animal traps was was just, you know, a thing you did for fun. You don't care about these animals? No, no, I do. I just don't want to uh, deal with those little lizardy guys. I just don't, don't feel like I'll uh, do well with them. You're wild, lady. <clears throat> You're wild. I am not All a right. lady. Uh, <sighs> my apologies. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> We got to do both, though. Which one's going to make the least amount of noise? Who am I kidding? The horn scares are going to make the most noise. Yeah, what yeah. They're dogs. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, like they're dogs. Large, large giant dogs are yeah, small they're good boys. lizards. They're real good boys. So what do we want? A distraction with those good boys? Or do we want uh, to, to go silent first and, and loud second? How much do we know about these lizards? Like, I mean, like we know enough that they, like, they, they're kind of stuck yeah. to these trees, right? Yeah, you know that that okay. the, that taking them off of the trees would essentially kill them. 
That's kind of yeah, they, yeah. they don't live long off the trees. You don't know if in this facility they've developed some sort of technology because in the books, Admiral Thrawn developed some sort of like jacket thing where you could put one on mm-hmm. his back and gave him force bubble thing. And, you wow. know, maybe, maybe, yeah, it was I was reading that today. I'm like, that is so freaking ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's a, a lizard backpack because why not? Why not? Okay. Yeah, so you know that they need to be by the tree because they live off of, I guess, the sap of the tree. That's their main thing. So it's not going to be like Pee Wee's big adventure running out holding, you know, Isalamari in your hand. It's going to have to be <clears throat> another way of getting them out. Look, you throw those dogs at T-Bone and they're going to go running. They're dogs. No matter how special they are, they're just dogs. The real trick is what's down in that greenhouse. No, 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 we figure out how to deal dogs. with the greenhouse, then we can deal with the dogs. Uh, Obana is clearly like, uh, like definitely wants to do something about like the the lizards in the greenhouse kind of thing, but is like mm-hmm. very nervous about them. Um, so I think that uh, I'm not aware think- <laughs> that you have a force connection, right? Yeah, I mean, we only just met. Not yeah, too long so ago, so, like, so I don't get grieve doesn't get why you're nervous about this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I'm just like, look, look, look. Dogs, those pups, they're easy to handle. No problem. They'll do what we need them to do. They're yeah. good boys. But they're gonna make a lot of noise when we let them out. Yeah, and then we're not gonna have time. We don't have. We won't. We won't have the time to deal with the yeah. lizards. They're gonna be on us. Let's deal with the lizards first. The dogs will be easy last. I know lizards first, but I'm bailing if, uh, like, I'm going to go to the pups if uh, shit goes sideways down there. If Chris goes sideways. <laughs> you had a bad accident with a lizard when you were a kid? Nah, I just, I've heard, I've heard about these things. I just, uh, they freak me out a little, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'd give, give, give me those big doggos any day. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather deal with some slow, lazy lizards on a branch than a Trandoshan, but all right. We'll pop in if you don't like it. We'll do half the job, but I'm not going to be too happy about it. All right, so the pair pair of you start working your way down this stairwell. As you, you get down to this, the bottom level of this facility, that's always where the evil stuff is. It's always the bottom. And you can creak open that door a little bit, and it is uh, a small bustle of activity. There's a handful of scientists moving about. Uh, You see what looks to be a small greenhouse off to one far side of the the rooms. This area is probably a good, maybe like football size, so about 100 yards or about about 100 meters. Around to the, the far side of the room, you see that they have a few of the trees that they've somehow transplanted, almost like you see, at least where I live, palm trees in those big wooden kind of pots for them or whatever. So that they've transported living uh, trees down here where the lizards must be hanging out because the trees are still alive. And say catty corner from that is a another facility that where most of the scientists are at, and that is with cages with you can't really see what they are but there's things moving around inside these cages and the scientists are very very excited taking notes and focusing almost all their attention on these little critters i think i just 
look at Grieve and kind of try to give uh, him a look of this was your idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I get it. You're freaked out. You're spooked. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be okay. We just need to come up with a plan. Those eggheads over there are probably going to pee themselves if we flash our pieces at them. So, not a big deal. The big deal is how do we get these things out of here? In a bag. And we run them outside. (laughs) Put them on their damn trees, then leave them alone. Never touch them again. I think that's the, yeah, 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 that's the, that's the best idea. Yeah, never, never touch them again. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Wait a minute. Are any of these cages empty? The, the cages where all the scientists are at? Are, are there any cages in there that are empty? Uh, yeah, there's probably, yeah. I mean, it's a research facility for animal testing. There's probably a handful of cages kind of just off to the side they've used to transport animals at some point. I'm looking around. Is there a trolley or maybe like a repulsor sled? Probably not a repulsor sled because it's the time period we're in, but like a trolley that we'd put said cage on. I mean, if, if you flip a light side point, there definitely will be one that's right there for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do it. Okay, so Greaves looking around and he's like, All right. Uh, weird trick I saw, you know, back on my Guido. Really cold planet. <clears throat> they used to, uh, well, they had dogs or, you know, whatever passed for a dog on that planet. Um, they used to, uh, strap these dogs to like a sled and they could go, you know, faster than you could, you could imagine. We used the Vorn skiers to get the lizards out of here. Put them in a cage. We can just find ourselves a trolley and get us some rope. Rope up some of those dogs. And we ride our way out of this place. This plan so much. (laughs) Look, I once knew a man who thought it was cool to end a diplomatic uh, disagreement by just dropping some grenades on the floor and running like bad. This is not the craziest thing I've done. So what you're saying is you take care of putting the lizards in cages and I go get the dogs. Find some rope. I'll go look for a trolley. We'll deal with the scientists. Yeah. I'm going to need your help putting the lizards in the cage and then put them on the trolley, but then you can go and get the dogs. All right, all right, all right. So I think that with that, um, can I roll some kind of like perception check to see if I can spot any kind of like rope or harnessing type material that uh, that I could use for this this plan? Or sorry, Matthias, out of character, or were you wanting to like take care of the scientists first and then look around? Well, um, how about first? This doesn't happen if we don't have a trolley. So I'm going to flip a light side point and say we get a trolley. 
Yeah, there's so, definitely one uh, one hover mover type thing that they use for moving crates and stuff. It's kind of lovely. off to the side. So all we need now is the rope for the dogs, and we have all the materials we need to make this work. So now all we ought to do is uh, get the scientists into a corner and grab all those lizards and then get us some dogs. Okay, so I... If you want to look for if you want to look for any supplies, that could either be a perception or even like a survival check. Either one of those two, and you're kind of looking for things that you need. That's generally what survival is for. Or a perception if you're just looking around the room. Either one of those abilities, or like I'm always a game for if you have a different ability that you could actually sell me on. I'm fine to hear the knowledge because I think I think those are the two that first come to my head: perception or survival. But. Yeah, I just I worry that looking around for it now is gonna like trigger the scientists to like notice us faster. Like I feel like we should look for that stuff after. Okay. So if you're gonna take down the scientists, they're like I said, there's they're mostly in that one corner with the cages of the uh animals that you really can't see, but they're all very excited. There's maybe one or two kind of walking back and forth, but the other four or five are gonna be over by those uh those cages with the data pads they're videotaping it they're taking notes they're really focused on this exciting thing they, they have so there's right. about five or six of them yeah we'll see there's six total there's two walking okay. about and four over by the uh the mystery animal okay i think i'm just going to maybe uh yeah just surprise one of them and take one of the ones that's by themselves down Okay. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna stealth over and kind of sneak up on them, or you're gonna shoot them from a distance. What are you? What are no, you I'm. To I'm gonna. I think I will stealth over and sneak up. Oh no, okay. no, I'm not very good at engaged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I'm going to. Um, yeah, shoot them. Okay. But I'm gonna like take half cover first. I mean, they're the evil scientists, so yeah, they, they, they are bad, bad people. So yeah, these are the baddies. So remember, if you uh, this, you could, since you're not, if you if you're not moving, you're saying if you're staying where you are, moving very little, in my opinion, you get a blue dice for aim. You could sacrifice a strain to get another blue dice to basically do a double aim on Ooh, your shot. I definitely as well. will do that. Heck yeah. yeah. Okay, I will take a strain for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gives you the two blue, the one for regular aim, and then the strain for the, the additional double aim. Okay. Right. And then uh, you're shooting at one. We'll say they're probably um, long range, so that's going to be three purple against uh, whatever your light range, or I don't know what weapon you're fighting. I don't know if it's a heavy range weapon or not. Yeah, it's a, it's it's ranged light. It's okay. the equivalent of a heavy blaster pistol, but like a slug yeah, thrower so, type. Yep. Okay, cool. Um. But its range is medium, so I think I have to actually move forward. Um, the way I do it, if you're shooting beyond your range, I just add a black dice to it. To, oh, okay. To basically, so you're adjusting for the distance. Okay. So I Not am to going be that person. I don't yes. want to be the backseat GM, but isn't three purple medium? Three. Right. Oh, maybe it is. Okay, we'll, see. we'll just say it's three purple medium. You're right. Like I said, don't want to be that person. Yeah, I'm hearing a si- Are, Is someone getting arrested? Uh, yeah, there's definitely some sirens going on. Yeah. We can, oh, we can okay. stop for a second here and wait for that. Oh, time. no, yeah. Usually it's me. I live by a fire station, so it's usually I'm the one that has to get... I'm sorry, So guys. do we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a fire station near us, too? 
Yep, and an ambulance, and yeah. Yeah, I have have an airport that's about a couple miles away and a fire station, so I get helicopters and and I get fire engines. So not the ideal podcasting location. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so three purple. Yep, three purple. You get your two blue for your double aim, and then whatever my my three yellow. Cool. Hey. Hey. Okay, so uh, I got um a single success and three advantage. So that okay. is going to be um could be a crit. Yeah, does uh yeah, that could be a crit if you're I don't know what your gun's crit rating is. Three. Three. So you could do a, a crit on this as well. Oh sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do seven damage plus the seven is my base damage, so I get plus one for that one success, yeah, right? So eight. Mm-hmm. So eight damage, and then yeah, I guess I'm gonna crit. I'm gonna go ahead and stop you, and so you don't need to roll the crit because the eight damage is gonna take this guy out. So if you <laughs> want to use, because these are just nerdy scientist guys, they have like yeah. no soak <laughs> or anything. So if oh, you want to use those three advantages for something else, you could say, Ooh. you know, maybe the other ones are scared, or maybe I don't know, they run into each other and they fall over. I don't know. There's a lot of things okay, you can so do with three advantages. I definitely think I'll pass one advantage off to um, to Grief mm-hmm. because I think I startled them enough that um, Grief is going to be able to uh, get a shot in without without them kind of um, reacting quickly enough. So okay. I'll pass one of those advantages on to him. I think I'll probably just use one to recover a strain. Sounds good. And then with my third one, I think um, I hear some skittering in one of the vents. <laughs> I was about to say that. We're on the same page. I dig <laughs> it. Yep. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not quite there yet, but. Yeah. Close. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere, somewhere that you, you see like dust falling from an air vent. As there's something scurrying around up there. <laughs> yes. And I simply smirk. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh grieve i'll give you uh, a shot before the scientists get uh a response from it not, they, they weren't expecting it so this is totally catching them off guard so she took down one of the the stragglers there's one other one off by himself and then there's four over by those cages uh grieve just like swaggers into view uh in front of this crowd of you know evil scientists Mm-hmm. And uh, just says, well, folks, your test subjects send their regards. And with a quick, like, quicker than than I think they expected, uh, Grieve, like, whips his uh, slug thrower out of his holster and just fires into them. And okay. uh, I will... In- into the group of four? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Just so like... We'll say- same, Same range, th- uh, three purple range, and then uh, you get the one blue from uh, yeah. uh, Wana. Eight, so those plus those, perfect. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rolling well today. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so you don't necessarily hit anybody with your shots. Maybe they're, they're panic and they're scattering, and you're just shooting at their feet Wild West style. <laughs> Stop trying to make me look good. <laughs> You know, I can spin a narrative yarn I no goofed. matter how bad. I goofed. No, because if you would have had a failure, I would have said something bad. But you didn't necessarily fail. You just didn't succeed. So sure, okay, sure, yeah, sure. So yeah, so they're they're, um, they're they're panicked, and you can see that one of the scientists is kind of making their way over 
towards a uh, control panel, they're probably going to signify an alarm or something mm -hmm. in a moment. So you guys have an action. You could either, I'll give either one of you a chance to shoot this person, to coerce them, charm them, some other way of stopping them. Well, yeah, I got two advantage. I got mm -hmm. two advantage out of this. Um, yep. Hmm. You I could, mean, you could flip a light side point. You can run into a wall by accident. You could. There's a there is the omnipresent cat in the vent that can drop at any minute. So there's also <laughs> yeah yeah. There's che there's Chekhov's cat. We're just waiting for it. I mean, I'm not like grief isn't very coercive, but um, and I feel like in this particular case, considering what kind of person grief is, like mm -hmm. he 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 rescued some slaves. He he has problems with people who uh you know overhunt and stuff like that. Yep. So um, I don't feel like even if grieve was very good at talking i don't feel like he would really waste his time with these people so um yeah if, if you if you're okay with it uh yep i'll give Obana, you one. then i'm just gonna shoot them yeah do it go for okay. it we'll see if you can stop this guy from flipping the alarm and causing yeah. chaos so three purple again yep. um at this point um i mean i got to advantage but mm. I, can, you, I mean, but I only get to use the action. I don't have a maneuver, so I'm just. Gonna, so I'm guessing there's no boost die for this. So I'll just roll. I mean, you can aim, so I'll give you at least one blue for aim. As oh, you know, okay. you do I'll get that. One sure. Okay. Perfect. You could um, also use the light side point. That's true to upgrade your shot. Uh, to, no, give, okay. to give you three yellow. <laughs> I'm okay. All right. Hey. Hey. There you go. All um, right. So that's that's. Uh, I hit that scientist for ten damage. All right, so that guy just gets splayed out, just riddled with bullets. His hand almost hits the alarm, but no, unfortunately, just bloody handprint right next to where he wanted it to be. He doesn't get to hit that button. You do yeah. have a threat, so... I'm right? happy to take it as a strain, but if you prefer something more narrative, then we can do that. Um, I was going to say that the threat is that three rapid gunshots is going to be something unusual. There probably either will be... Hmm. Some security going to be on their way yep. down here, or just anybody walking by going, "Hey, that's a lot of noise from the lab." They don't usually yeah. make that much noise. They're not party yeah. animals down there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So there's kind of like a, an omnipresent clock right now, where you know that you've made noise, and you still have three scientists that are kind of panicked, and they just kind of look, see two of their dead friends, and they're like. Oh no, 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 Please, 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 please don't shoot me. Please, please, I'm too unknown to cease living. I, I have the universe to discover. Please, 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 I want to see, don't cease living. I, for, for, for all the probability, please, let me live, let me leave. Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to help the show out, please spread the word on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Flight Risk Pod and on Facebook. If you want to help us in a monetary fashion, you can head over to Patreon and help support the show.